Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Hallelujah. We want to remind you that for this month still, we've got a little bit left. Dad Hagen's book, Love the Way to Victory. It's not a path uh, that the world would call one that's quite victorious because the world sees as um, you, it's cutthroat, you gotta, you know, try to work your way above somebody, push somebody aside, get, you know, look better than somebody to try to get to the, the where you want to be in life, to where you wanna go in life. Uh, but God, or it could be, you know, that you were maybe raised in a particular way of operating and that's just all you know. Uh, we wanna know what the word of God says about how to operate and communicate and, and work with one another and live with one another in your home, in this church, on your job. God has a lot to say regarding the subject of love and when the word says the just shall live by faith, but it also says faith worketh by love. You're not getting anywhere uh, until you turn that key of love. That's it. Just once you crank that in, it's what gets the engine going. Your engine of faith isn't even going with unless you've turned on love. So if we can focus on getting that, that's the key. Love is the key that gets everything moving. It's not faith, it's love. So once you're in love, then you can step on that gas of faith and there's nothing, you ever gotten in the car, you know, and, and you just, it's not even on and your kids, they're just playing. That's what we, we do when there's no love, you just playing. Just playing faith. Until you start walking in love, you're just playing faith. I'm not interested in playing faith, I'm interested in living and doing faith. But it takes that key of love to get that, that, that car going, to get that movement going with God. He moves by love and he does things in your life because he loves you. Not because you earned it. Because he loves you. So therefore, he's a God of love and we've got to work with him within uh, who he is. It, it keeps us close to him when we're wanting to walk in love. Uh, so that book is out there, and then we'll have a new one for the month of February. Turn with me, if you would. Let's go again to Romans. Romans chapter 8. We've been talking about being led, the importance of our spirit man, protecting our spirit. We really are just kind of in a foundation um, of talking and discussing the importance um, of your spirit What's so important? Because we can talk about being led by the Spirit, but I want proper emphasis to be placed on where you hear from the Spirit. Protecting your own spirit. This is where I'm gonna be led, is in my heart, the real me, the Spirit of God, says here in Romans, let's look, Romans chapter, uh, Romans chapter eight, says, <clears throat> verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 16, the spirit itself beareth witness with our, what? Spirit. That we are children of God, not our minds. If you're only interested in the, the, the stimulation, the challenge, uh, the receiving of the mind, you're absolutely missing the primary place 
of where your success is going to come from. Um, to, to, to invest more in the mind is to invest in a lesser flow. I didn't say you shouldn't invest in your mind. If you're in a certain career path and you know God's called you to that or you're someone who's in business, trust me, you need to t- sometimes take in, talk, get, get wisdom, yeah. right? It's not, wisdom is not knowing everything, it's knowing where to get, yeah. get it from, <laughs> who to talk to. Um, but with that, you can get so focused on what your mind knows that you miss everything that the spirit knows. I would bank and I would rather know what the spirit knows and forego what my mind knows every day. You know what I mean? If I had to pick one, right? You say, if you had to pick one, you know, pizza or nachos, you're going to have to pick, you know, those, those things and they say, if you had to eliminate one for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be my mind, <laughs> right? Just, just set it to the side because I can't live. We talked about how success is in the spirit. It lives in you. That means no matter what anybody has said about you or how you were raised or how little you had or how far, you know, for me, how far backwoods I was raised, how far where I came from, none of that. That success was not around me in the same way that it is in me. So don't look out here for where is my avenue of success. It's right here. This is the avenue. This is the avenue. Because one thought, one witness coming up and enlightening your mind can do what hours of books cannot do. Hours of conversation. You just get one bit of clarity. And that comes from the creator of this universe. It says he's got paths ready and waiting and prepared, predestined for you. I've got to know I can't make a path. I've got to find out what it's already made. Don't try to make your path. I'm just out here on the hustle, making my path, making, making my way. No, you're not. He's got a way made. I just got to know which direction to go. This is the importance of the subject of how to be led. We're looking to be led in his paths, his ways, uh, not our thoughts, our ways, and what we can, can process. Even sometimes what we can grasp. Sometimes that's the importance of the Ephesians prayer is what it does is it enlarges us to receive what we could not even come up with. You should be praying that every day. Wives, you should be praying that every day, uh, every day over your spouses every day over your husband, because they need uh, the path revealed. The eyes of their understanding being light, that they may know what is over their calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints who is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Pastor so simply stated it, who they are, what they have, and what they can do. If you know who you are, if you know what you have because of who you are, then you'll know what you can do. I need my husband, I need pastor to know what they can do in Christ, not what they can do in themselves. And then we can go further from there. All of us can go further. So we went over the value of your own spirit. The value is set by three things. How much you use it. Value is set by number one, use, number two, who gave it to you, and number three, the cost of it. That's what sets value in our lives. How much you use it could be a very inexpensive item, right? 
toilet. Really, you I mean, you can go get pretty inexpensive, but my gosh, how valuable. Until you go on a missions trip. <laughs> and then all, isn't it amazing you come back? And those things, right? I remember dad used to talk about when they first started going to Abakan, Russia, which is in, if you don't know where that is, that's Siberia. And pastor, pastor friend over there had asked him to come as long before we were going to, to St. Petersburg. And he said that it was quite poor. That city was quite poor. And he went in and began to minister and preach to that congregation, which was a good-sized congregation, and, and preach on faith and prosperity. And from, I mean, you go to Abakan now, and they said it's almost, you know, you don't even recognize the place because of the increase that has come to that city. And, uh, but he talks about there was just a hole in the, you know, you go to an airport, airport, and there's just a hole. There is no, I mean, toilet's not that expensive, y'all. It's really not. I'm talking about in the big scheme of life. But um, when you don't have it, you know, running water, like a faucet, indoor plumbing, all these things. Why? We use them so much um, that we don't realize when we don't have something. You need to walk so close with God that the moment you start turning to your mind, you go, oh, I don't like that. That doesn't feel right. That makes me uncomfortable. But too often, we're more comfortable with right here, we're, too, we're more comfortable with discussing the circumstance, discussing the situation, and trying to generate an idea from the mind of man. We're more comfortable with that. And we've just settled for a hole in the floor. It, it might work, it might not, I mean it may, but that's not very comfortable and it's not very easy. I'm telling you what, when you tap into the flow of the bearing witness on the inside and you stay close to that, you'll quickly recognize when, when you're not getting answers from there. It's a lot harder to try to make your own ideas happen versus his divine ideas. Because with his divine ideas comes a divine supply, divine plan, divine connections, organization, divine people with that. He has everything set up. So when you take that path, it's already there. So oftentimes we get, we get more comfortable with the inconveniences of the mental arena. And we don't even know, we, we've not even lived in that divine flow that God has authored for us. It takes a strong effort to say, I'm shutting down my mind. I'm getting in the word and I am praying in the spirit. What did Pastor Michael say? Pray more. And we're not earning that leading in our spirit. We're just simply turning and paying attention. We're setting a value on our spirit. So you can take however many courses online you want. You can take, you can get your PhD. None of those are bad. But I'm telling you, a PhD does not have delivering power. Does not carry with it healing power. It doesn't carry with it even the favor of God. Because I'm telling you, every day somebody else is getting their PhD. Somebody else is getting their, it's easy today. Anybody can go get a college degree. But I tell you what, it can't open a door for you that God opens. And no man can close that door. No man. Man has their bar set here, but see, when you follow the Spirit, man has to yield every time to that higher power. It's a higher flow that comes 
when you follow your spirit and man's uh, people around you will get swept up in that flow and they don't even know why they're doing for you what they wouldn't have done for somebody else. Well, you just got caught up in the flow of the spirit that's coming out of my life, that's all. Because <laughs> it's not a mental flow, it's a divine flow. Um, but I wanna look at something this morning and I didn't wanna get there. I want us to, um, I want us to talk about briefly the fact that we have to also not want to be led for success um, and direction. We, we want to stay sensitive to correction too. Um, sometimes that's the starting place. <laughs> How many of you can, I know that's for me, I'm just saying. How many of you could say, and I know for myself, I can say that there was times that he was kept dealing with me to correct, correct, I mean, the spirit would check you, arrest you, and correct you to, to make that change. And you could be confessing in faith and listening, you know, real intently for leadings of the Holy Ghost. And all, every time, he just keeps taking you back. <laughs> we can't just want leadings for direction. We also have to welcome the correction. It's okay, correct me. Deal with me and be as quick to respond to the corrections. I, I, I would say this. I, I've seen this in my own life. It's much easier when I begin to respond quickly to correction. It's way easier once he gives direction. It's really easy to step out in faith. It takes faith to deal with yourself. It, it takes faith to let go of habits uh, and trust that when I make changes about myself, I'm gonna become better servant, better posture, better lifestyle. That I'm, I'm, I'm molding myself to his family, not the family I came from. It takes faith to do that. Because you may not have everybody around you congratulating you. <laughs> on your set, your path, uh, on your decisions that you make. Um, but we wanna have and receive in our lives, uh, we, let me say it the way the Spirit of God said it. Because I know in the times in my life when I got a warning or a correction, um, and this is not the Holy Ghost, God is not, we wanna clarify, God is not convicting you, okay? Yeah. So maybe you were taught in a, a particular way or a denomination that when you, when you sense that, don't say that, don't go there, stop fellowshipping with that, right? Um, I want you to get up a little earlier. I want you to take time with this. I want you to fix the way you're talking, um, you know, and you're communicating, I want you to fix what you're doing with your body. I want you to make change. We can sense that. That is not the Holy Ghost convicting you. That's your own spirit dealing with you. The Holy Ghost does not convict. He will warn, but he doesn't convict. Your spirit is so alive unto God 
that the Holy Ghost doesn't need to convict you. Your spirit is so much in tune and alive to God. It's how alive am I to my spirit? Okay? It's not, can I get more alive in my spirit to God? Can I get closer in my spirit to God? You're already close. You are one with him. You're not trying to get closer to him. Don't ever sing, God, I want to be closer to you. You are close. You are right there. <laughs> made in his image. You can't get any closer than being made in his image. You were made in his image, his likeness. You have his spiritual DNA on the inside of you. You are one. Christ in me, that hope of glory. So I'm not trying to get more, you know, more, more closer to him, more of him. But your spirit, man, is so alive unto God that it can convict you because it knows the heart of the Father. Holy Ghost is not convicting you. He's not correcting you. He's not trying to deal with you. But he will warn you. I've had that audible voice, that warning, even, and we're, now we're getting into the stages, which I wasn't going to get into yet, but there's the, the stages of being led by your spirit. Number one, that inward witness, that's your own spirit leading you and guiding you and correcting you and, and, and convicting you. Number two is that still small voice that will sound like your own voice. That's not going to sound like somebody else. Um, number three is the audible voice of the Holy Ghost. I've had that. I don't like that. Again, that's a warning. That is like, um, you know, you, you can be driving along and we talk about the red light, green light in your spirit. Again, we're gonna get into these things down the road. You can get into that. But how many of you know, there's not just a red light when a train is coming, right? How many of you been at a, a train stop? There is not just a red light that says, now stop. It's bells, it's bars, it's whistle. I mean, it is, they're doing everything they can so that those in that entire area know the train is coming, do not cross. That's the audible voice of the Holy Ghost. And when you have that experience, you never forget it. And just know that is not because you're so spiritual. It is a warning that that train is coming and your life, it, he's trying to spare your life. But more than likely, we're going to be led every day by the red lights. You know, the, ah, don't take this turn here. You know what? That seems right. I'm going to go ahead. Um, we shouldn't be led by these warnings. If you're constantly getting like extreme dealings from God, he's, he's being merciful. He's being so good. And somebody's probably praying for you. I'm just saying that from personal experience. I'm talking about for my, myself. Somebody's, you know, going before God on your behalf. Um, so don't take a lot of credit. Oh, I heard from God. Boy, I knew when I heard that audible voice, I thought, oh, geez. Somebody has been making power available. Because uh, I certainly haven't been yielding to the right thing. Because um, that's not how, God's not looking to, you know, he's not drama. He's not dramatic. It's a relationship. If you're in your home and everything is a yell and a scream and a loud voice, is that really pleasant? Well, God doesn't want to act that way either. 
<laughs> he, he doesn't want his household to be one that's controlled by just raising of voices and always trying to scream to get your attention. That's, that's not how he's, he wants his family to be run. Just as you shouldn't want your family to be run that way. So it's a peaceful home. It's a gentle. So when he says, hypothetically speaking, go do the dishes, you go, okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Go clean your room. Go, you know, take care of this, take care of that. Yes, God, I'll do that. What does he want? That gentle inward witness, that still small voice, just leading us and guiding us. And we're, we're flowing with him. And when we flow with him, that flow, it, it takes care of needs. It takes care of doors to be open. It takes care of supply. That flow takes care of health. It takes care of prosperity. That flow takes care of deliverance. It takes care of favor, right? Just because I'm in the flow. I'm in his flow. So we're looking to be in this flow of the spirit, not starting and stopping and screaming and yelling and, you know, warning signs and audible voices. We don't want that. We want to be led by wisdom, not warnings. Look to be led by wisdom, not warnings. If you're waiting for him to warn you about somebody or something, you're missing wisdom. How do we walk in wisdom and not just walk in warnings? The first step is get in the word of God. The word of God, that is your answer. So much wisdom will come. Just this morning, I was just meditating in Proverbs, had nothing to do with my sermon. So I wanted to get up and just meditate on some wisdom. Whatever, whatever is gonna, whatever it was in, in the latter part of, of Proverbs. I just got, I just wanna just meditate in your wisdom this morning. Be interested in the wisdom that comes from the word, not moving so fast that you're just waiting on a warning to show up before you'll do something. That's, that is not a safe place. Um, if you can't perceive correction, if you're a place, well, I, I don't know if I can perceive a, a correction. I'm talking about from your spirit. You know, just... I don't know if I've ever, or you've not taken the time, we've not taken the time to perceive and ask God. Again, you're not gonna always hear a voice. God, is this the right thing? And you check down here, pray in the Holy Ghost, makes you, praying in the Spirit doesn't get you a leading, it makes you more sensitive to a leading, okay? Praying in the Holy Ghost and you turn, turn inward into your spirit man and check your spirit. You know what, that just doesn't seem quite right. That doesn't seem, I, I don't, I, I feel uneasy. Not out, not physically. Something in here. Some people even describe it, you know, you almost feel sick. Almost feel like sick to your stomach. Why? Your spirit is grieved, convicting you. Don't do that. Don't go that way. Don't say that. Don't take that. And the mind is going, this is awesome. <laughs> and the body's like, yes, we feel great. <laughs> what a relief this is going to be. And the spirit man's going, no, no. Your spirit's not going to leave you uh, to be led by relief. We want to be led in reverence. I want to be led not by relief on my flesh, but reverence unto God. And if reverence caused discomfort on my flesh and my mind, I'll take reverence yeah. any day. 
Those who reverently fear and worship the Lord, right? Pastor was just talking about that's how miracles get restored. Listen, if she, if Dad Hagen said that is how miracles get restored back to the body of Christ, what about your life? If every day you reverently woke up and worshipfully uh, uh, lifted your hands, Father, I am reverent to you. I am reverent to your leadings. What kind of miracles? Miracles you don't even have to pray about. Miracles you don't even have to try to make anything happen. You have a miracle that is ready and waiting for you to walk right into. Why? Because I am reverently listening to my spirit, worshiping him, praying in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't take long either. We didn't, it doesn't, to live reverent, it's not, um, it's a lifestyle, right? Not, it's not time, it's just a lifestyle of discipline. Where you are paying, where you are giving your attention to. Amen? But, The inward man helps you not only to be led right, the inward man helps you to live right. The inward man not only is where you're led right, but it's where you are learning to live right. We have to be people that are sensitive to make changes and let our spirit man deal with us when things need to be corrected. Not just leadings, Oh, God, I want your leadings because I want to be rich. God, I want your leadings because I want to be successful. God, I want your leadings because I want to be promoted. God, I want your leadings to live right. Help me to live right. Help me to live right. Help me to live right before you. Don't just be interested in leadings to be a success. Be interested in leadings to live right before him. It's not about being, because some would say, well, that's being sin conscious. It's not about being sin conscious. It's simply, sin conscious is where you feel like you're a failure no matter what. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're always aware of the mistakes you're making. It's making. It's not about that. It's sin consciousness is a whole nother, it's a whole nother, and it comes from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Just pressure. Oh, you're nothing. Oh, you're, you know. You're always a failure. You're always gonna keep making these mistakes. That's sin consciousness. It's not about being sin consciousness. It's just about being sensitive more to your spirit than the flesh. That's all it is. God, I just wanna be more sensitive to my spirit than what my flesh wants. You know, my, my flesh, um, well, you know, you say, well, it's just my hormones again. You know what I mean? I'm just... What are the hormones of the flesh? We can keep making excuses for that, ladies, and keep making excuses, but now you're making an excuse for your flesh. What happens when you need healing in that flesh? Your habit is to now make an excuse for the body. You make an excuse for the body, you'll always make an excuse for the body. Make no provision for your body. Well, I'm just not a patient person and I like to get things done. Well, last I check, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and God is patient, he is kind, he is loving, he is tender, full of tender mercies. So I don't know where that is biblical 
And where we could justify that, oh, I'm just a get it done kind of person and everybody else gets out of your way. (laughs) That's not right. You're making a provision for your flesh. Well, somebody just needs to put them in their place. (laughs) You're the designated driver of that. (laughs) Oh, I love them, but I don't have to like them. Oh. (laughs) If that ever comes out of our mouth, just know our heart is not right. (laughs) It's not. It's not. You're making a provision. You're making a way for your flesh to act a certain way. I need my flesh. I need my flesh to be corrected in healing as much as it is corrected in in behavior. What about this one? Well, our family just has addictive tendencies. I've heard that. Well, our family just has addictive, you know. Listen, there are patterns that the enemy will try to work within your family. Don't ever make an excuse for that. I'm associated with the new man. That's why I love that song. He's alive. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The curse of sin has been broken. Don't associate with that curse. Don't, Don't make an excuse and an allowance for it. I just learned this behavior from my parents and I don't know any different. We do know different. We can know different. You just, and I just need to want to know different. How about that? We have to, we have to have a, a want to. Well, you don't know what they did to me. So we're going to give an excuse and an, and a, an allowance that because they did something to me, I'm justified and permitted to respond or act a certain way. What about this one? When we don't want to be corrected and dealt with on things. Well, you don't know what I've been through. (laughs) You don't know what I've been through. Well, we've all been through something. Raise your hand if you've been through something. Look around, look around. What if within this church family, we all use that excuse? What would it look like? (gasps) You don't know what I've been through, right? Just use this example, kind of like Packers fans last night. Now they know what the Cowboys fans went through last week. We've all been through something. Been there experience that, but the devil, the enemy would love for us to live in that place and stay in that place and never come out of that. And that place is what leads us and allows us to behave a certain way and permit certain ways of talking and thinking. And we're making provision for that experience to lead us and not the spirit to lead us. I don't want to be led by an experience. I need to be led by the spirit. Experience is a poor guide. Poor guide. So, this is why we want to stay sensitive to our own spirit. Don't ever allow an excuse for your body. If you'll do it in one era, you'll do it in another. 
Every time you yield to your emotions, your body and your feeling, you put your conscience in a corner. You say, you're gonna sit here right now while I act the way I want. You just stay here right now while I can, better to do it and ask for forgiveness later. And at some point when you keep acting and I keep responding, if, if we respond wrong, we'll eventually not find anything wrong. We'll, we'll see nothing wrong with it because our conscience is stuck now in that corner, seared. Barely a peep. <laughs> so if we want to be led right, we, got, we, we have to desire to, to live right. I never want my manner of living to disrupt how much he's trying to lead me. I don't want my flesh and my mind and all these excuses we can make, justifications we can make. I don't want that for myself. I don't want to teach that to my children. It, it weakens your boldness. Why? Because everything has an excuse with it. So when you go to be bold with the word of God, your habit is an excuse. Your nature now is an excuse nature. I go to Christ. I need, Father, I need this job. I need this provision. I need this resource. I need this, you know, manifestation in my life. But because the habit has always been an excuse, what do you think that, that nature is going to want to rise up? The excuse nature. So when you go to the throne room to be bold and try to get with God, well, I probably can't have that. I probably can't, you know, receive that because it, it's a habit of an excuse. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for my children. So we have to lay aside any excuse that would allow our flesh and our mind to dominate and tell us what we can and can't do and permit behavior in our life that our spirit man is trying to deal with us on. We all know what he's trying to deal with us about. We all know it. You don't need a neighbor. You don't need even your spouse. You know what God and your own spirit is trying to correct in your life. And I tell you what, there's been times in my life when I just received that correction and obeyed it, it opened up the floodgates of increase and wisdom. I mean, just revelation began to come. That's for everybody. Um, Remember last week we talked about time with God is not turning God up, but sometimes turning life down. Turn it down. Bring it down. Quiet those things around you that are, that are so loud. If that means physically getting alone and having time that's quiet, if it means cutting out extracurricular things, if it means, you know, whatever that means, you will know and you will be led how to turn that life down. And God, it's much easier to hear that spirit, to hear his direction, to know his leadings. And then to the word. We talked about this. When you watch, talked about how when you watch that, a Disney movie and you recognize a voice, right? You watch Toy Story, you recognize Tom Hanks' voice, Tim Allen, you go, I know that voice. It's not their face and it looks different than them, but you know that voice. This is what the word of God does for us. That when we're full of the word and we're meditating in the word, even though a circumstance looks different, this isn't what I faced last year, the voice is the same. 
I know that voice. Ah, I can, I can, I hear that voice. I know that voice. I recognize that leading. I recognize the word of God helps us to recognize what he's saying to us. It makes it easier. You're not trying to distinguish what, you know, is that him? Is that me? This is the, the, the value of the word of God. So we can't just be spirit people. We have to be word people because his voice speaks loudest in his word. The Holy Ghost, when you read the word of God, when you read the Bible, you know what it does? When you read it, I love what Brother Norval said. He'd say, read it out loud. If you're going to read a book of Pastor Nancy's, read it out loud. He would talk about when you read it out loud, you're hearing it. And what would doctors say? You write it on your heart. You can write the word of God on your heart. When you say it out loud, when you read the word out loud, you're allowing your own spirit from your mouth, it comes back into your spirit. So when I'm reading God's word, I am automatically hearing his voice. Even if it comes through my lips, it's his voice. That alone is a miracle. His words through your lips is his voice. That's why when I say, by his stripes, I am healed. It's his words through my lips, but it's his voice dealing with my body. When you say money, I need this amount of money, you come in Jesus' name. It's his word in your lips. It's your, your mouth is moving. It's his word in your lips and his voice that goes the word of God has to, what does it say? It, it hearkens. His word does not return to him void. It's his word in your mouth that goes and draws and gets everything that you need. It's not you. It's him in you. This is why we have to live close to him. Live conscious of our spirit man. Amen? Amen. Were you helped this morning? These are the everyday places in our life. This is, this is a miracle flow. This is a miracle flow. It is, a, it is not a spectacular one, but it is a miracle flow. I mean, you could probably say, Brother Bob, just on your job and all that you have to do. Some of you have been in places of leadership. You know the value of going a, a right way or a wrong way. You gotta learn to lead your life with the help of the Spirit. Nobody's gonna lead it for you. He wants to lead with you. He wants to direct you. God is interested in you. He's interested in your success. Amen? Well, stand with me to your feet this morning. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.